welcome to episode four of Grow Up with Kirsty. <laughs> I actually can't believe we're still talking. I told you all it was a long journey. Um, so we're kind of coming in to 2019 now. So I feel like, how many years is that? Six years. Six years we've been talking through. So I feel like we've all been on this journey and I am exhausted. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm going to get right into it. Just before putting this out there, there is like a lot of sensitive subjects coming up, but I definitely will leave different helplines and places you can reach out below for anyone that's struggling. So I just want to make it clear if anyone needs to know. Um, So yeah, let's get started. So yeah, so I was, as far as I was concerned, happy in my relationship. My business was still going well. Um, My friends were good like everything in my life was looking pretty good I thought I was thriving um but we kind of came up to about Christmas time and I actually chose to move in with my boyfriend so yeah that was all very exciting it was great around Christmas um a nice buzz so things were quite serious in the relationship and there was definitely a lot of like future plans um things like that now a part of me always wanted to go traveling and move to Dubai. So yeah, that was definitely discussed about how we'd make that work. It was never something that I was fully willing to give up. But then realistically at the time, like I probably was staying um, a massive amount because of the relationship. And I was like, do I want to give up something so perfect um, and leave the country and blah, blah, blah. So that obviously was all across my mind as well. But I, I was quite content where I was in my life and we were quite involved in each other's lives families friends all of that so yeah so it was it was all a lot but like it was all good things so yeah so then he was going through a lot in his personal life coming up to around Christmas and it did cross my mind a couple of times about the drugs um so obviously I got back on that condition that that was all stopping but there was a couple occasions like different things and there was one point I did look at his phone I'm not very proud of I don't agree with that I feel like once you look once you actually can't stop looking so I just had my suspicions one night when I picked him up and I seen a message kind of organizing to get drugs and I was like oh here we go again I didn't really know what to do um because I was so far in at this point and it probably wasn't going to be a deal breaker for me but I definitely wasn't happy about it I obviously questioned him on and it was all, it was for the lads, blah, blah, blah. You should trust me. Like, do you think I'd risk everything? Um, so yeah, so I chose to believe him. And I also, in my back of my back of my head was like, he's too drunk to be on drugs. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you get to a point where the drugs almost sober you up and I feel like that wasn't happening. Um, so I continued on. Um, I was living on my nerves around that Christmas because I was so aware that he was going through so f- such a tough time and I was trying to be there for him and trying to make it better which I just couldn't um, and then I was living on my nerves and I was very aware of like the partying and if I go out on you know Stevens's night or whatever's on around Christmas time um, where will he go and like what will happen if he drinks and like will his emotions spiral and all of that so I kind of chose to kind of stay in a lot of that Christmas just because I just couldn't deal with the risk to be honest but so yeah so I'm like a part of me kind of knew everything wasn't perfect we come up to January 2020 um so yeah so this was a big a big year 
Yeah, we were going out one night. Well, I was going out. My friend was moving abroad. So we were going out to celebrate and do all the goodbyes. And me and my friend convinced him to come last minute. And you know when you just know like that it's not going to be a good idea. I still had no idea what was in store. But I, a part of me just knew deep down like my gut feeling was like, which I never trust, by the way, until recently. I'm getting a little bit better. Um, and I just was like, this is a, an awful idea. But then I was like, oh, if I go out drinking and like I'm not here all night, like he's going to go party with the lads and could end up at a party and I won't be able to find him. Because there was times like around that Christmas where he was out with his friends and I'd be have to collect him and he wouldn't even know where he was. He was so drunk and I literally would vomit with the anxiety. Like it was awful and I was so on edge. I was like, is this happening again? Are we spiraling? Blah, blah, blah. So... I really just wanted to do anything I could in my power to like avoid that. So yeah, so went out that night and everything was great. Um, he had an amazing time with my friends, um, which I never thought we'd get to that point after um, the cheating situation because especially my male friends who are like literally like my brothers, they didn't want to accept that and like thought I deserved better and blah, blah, blah. So that was hard. So I was having a great time. And then... I have such bad anxiety. Um, yeah, so an argument started. Honestly, to this day, I still can't even remember what about. But anyway, we ended up leaving, going home, and it just escalated. Um, I feel like I couldn't vomit. But that's okay because this is hard. Yeah. And also, it's your first time really putting it out there. I actually feel like I could puke. Okay. See, I feel like this is hard to talk about <laughs> because it's not only my story and I completely get that, but I just feel like I lived it as well and I feel like it's a massive topic that should be discussed and unfortunately I lived through it as well, so I just think it's very important. So yeah, so anyway, um yeah, the argument escalated and so it started when I went into the bathroom and the self-harming started. To be honest, I was so drunk. I don't even know what I wanted to achieve. Um, I just think I was overwhelmed. Like, I needed a distraction. Um, yeah, I don't fully know why I did it. But then I came back out and all hell broke loose. A lot of the night is a blur. And I don't know if that's because I blocked it out. But things got quite physical. There was no major events, like, of little physical things that led up to this. Like... We'd had arguments, things were getting very fiery and we just were toxic. There was a time like I kicked in the door because um, he locked me out of the bedroom and like I couldn't get my stuff drunkenly and like things like that weren't hap were happening. I definitely wasn't totally innocent in the situation, but I definitely didn't think it was going to escalate to the extent it was going to escalate to. And yeah, it kind of just disgusts me that the people we became like when we were together. Um, whew. I feel like... I don't know what the turning point was. It all happened so fast. It was so extreme. Like, there was a point where, like, I couldn't breathe. And, you know, when you, honestly, this is so dramatic. But, like, this is the reality. Like, you know when you see in the films and, like, someone's been choked and you're trying to grab everything around it? Like, that was me. That was literally what was going on. And I did try to fight back. And, like, I, I did a fairly fucking good job. And, like, tried to get him off me. And... There was a few scratches and all of that. Um, and uh, 
uh, there was points like I was thrown down the stairs, like I was kicked into the ribs. The apartment was actually destroyed and the dog had been there. The dog had shit, like I was dragged through the dog shit. There was holes in walls. Eventually, like all the presses were pulled off the walls. Honestly, the apartment was destroyed. And still, when I look back to it, I can't see his face. I don't know what it is, but like I can't see, like I can see him. I can kind of see the situation in like snippets, but I can't see the like emotions on his face. And I don't know if that's like a coping mechanism. Like, I don't know, but it's so weird. Like when I look back at it, I honestly don't even know how long it went on for, but I remember like ringing my friend that lived down the road and she was like, okay, okay, I'll drive towards you. And I ran down the stairs. Um, He got me again at the bottom of the stairs and couldn't get the key open quick enough. And me and the dog like, Honestly, that's what breaks my heart about the whole story all of the time is the fucking dog. Like, the dog sat in the corner, like, crying the entire time. Like, it was actually awful. Um, yeah, so ran down the road and, yeah, my friend came towards me and I just jumped into the car and obviously it was a whole big deal then. Like, her mom rang my mom and I honestly feel like it was a different life. Like, it's actually mad looking back on it. Um... So yeah, so I didn't ring the guards or anything. I, I, honestly, I didn't actually know what the right thing was to do um, for me or for anyone. Um, and then the next day I was absolutely rattled with anxiety. I'd like barely any of my stuff. Like I honestly just didn't know what to do and started to doubt myself. Like, did I cause all this? Like the amount of things running through my head was just like terrifying. So yeah, so I just spent the day with the girls. We actually of course, in the middle of it all, had a psychic booked and we were all going as a group. Now, bear in mind, I had no clothes. I was literally like a homeless person. I was in an awful state. I was like to the girls, I cannot possibly go to a psychic today. Like, And they were like, well, what are you going to do? Like, you need to sit with us. You may as well come. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So, um, and we were actually supposed to go on the Thursday night. This all happened on the Friday and she had cancelled to the Saturday. We we're sitting there and Honestly, this is going to sound crazy again, but sure, we're all in now. We might as well go for it. She was like, you're the reason that I cancelled on Thursday. Um, last night had to happen. I actually nearly collapsed. We were all like, what the fuck? So I went into her and she's like, your granddad's not happy. Like, who pulled out all your your hair and blah, blah, blah. And honestly, every time I go to a psychic, my granddad's there. It was so hard to like hear it like all being directed like through him. Um, but a massive thing that came out of it was he was like, you're thinking about going to the police and you're not to do that um, because you won't be able to handle it. And then she said, uh, he's not in his right mind, like he's taking drugs. <laughs> Fucking gobshite was still like, no, 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 he's not, he's not. And she was like, Christy, I'm telling you now, like he's on drugs. So yeah, that's the point I realised. <laughs> well, I was like, is this true? I don't know what's going on. Um and I was like, oh my God, like that explains everything. Doesn't justify it, but it definitely is some kind of like explanation. So yeah, the next few days were a bit what messy and wild. Like I had to obviously get my stuff from the apartments. So that was kind of the basic, basic contact we had. Um, there was no kind of acknowledgement about what happened. Um, and then eventually I did get a text saying, I need to tell you something. Um, I've been taking drugs the last few months. I was like, I fucking know the psychic told me. Um, oh, honestly, you literally can't write it. So um, it escalated very fast. Uh, we met up to speak and 
didn't remember anything but I was like do you know what if you're going to put me through all of that you are going to sit here and listen to exactly what you've done to me so I sat and I explained everything and again like I did want him to get better if this was like an addiction thing or like at the time I didn't know but it escalated very quickly and he did end up the following week then um going into rehab and that was honestly absolutely traumatic so I obviously had to I, I obviously did make it very clear that we weren't together I'll support him I hope he gets better um I tried to take a step back like as much as possible um but yeah I did spend like the last few days with him before he went in and then there's no contact or like any of that so I literally got to a point where I was like back in the stone age writing letters like it was wild um, but I was obviously in a shit heap like so after the I don't know, incident happened. I did go to the doctor and document everything. So I know I chose not to go to the guards, but I just was like, do you know what? Number one, I needed to. I was in so much pain. And number two, there's no point turning around in six months' time and it happened again and I haven't documented the first time. Um, So I just was like, do you know what? This kind of is the safest thing to do. So yeah, I went to my doctor and documented everything. Did take pictures of everything that I still have. And I look back sometimes and I'm just like... That is just terrifying. And every time, like, I get into a situation with a man or I'm like, oh, my God, Christy, or I'm crying over a boy, I'm like, if you honestly could get over that, you can get over anything. So stop fucking crying. Like, honestly, it's a lot. I, yeah, went to the doctor and documented everything. And then I had to get, like, painkillers. And then I had Xanax because I was living on my nerves. So that triggered a bad road. I was off my tits. Like, I was taking Xanax constantly. Um, I was reliant on them. I wasn't eating. I'd say in the space of six weeks, I lost, like, a stone and a half, two stone. Like, I was skin and bone. I obviously had lied to an awful lot of people, even up until this day. Um, Difficult conversations, again, I'm going to have to have before I release this. Like, about what had happened to protect, to protect him, probably. Um, and because I was embarrassed, like, uh, I was just embarrassed that it happened to me, but, I, like, I obviously shouldn't have been, but that's just the way I felt at the time. So, yeah, so I got really badly addicted to Xanax. Um, I used to sleep for days. Like, that time in my life, I spent so much time with my friends. Like, I will honestly can never pay them enough for... I know I wasn't present. Like, I used to be just sitting there all the time, just sitting looking at them. I. I just would want to be around people. Um, I'll never pay them like enough for that. And then my mom like had to take time off work. I couldn't be alone. It got to the point where the poor woman, like <laughs> grown woman, had to be like, do you mind if I go to the cinema tonight? And I'd be like, what do you mean? Like, how long will you be gone for? And honestly, if she wasn't back in the two hours she said she'd be back in, I'd be ringing her phone being like, where are you? Like, I'm alone for this long. Or I'd have someone sitting with me for two hours and I'd be like, they have to leave. Like, where are you? I can't be alone. Like, it got so bad. Like, it's wild to look back on it. But yeah, I was really, really badly addicted to Xanax. And then... (laughs) I can't even say this out loud. The tablets started to run low, okay? So obviously in my mind, I'm like, what am I going to do? So in the meantime, my dog had surgery and the dog, little Lulu, was prescribed Valium um, to relax her and keep her still and yeah, all of them things. Um, Now just to clarify, not that it makes it okay, it actually was human tablets. So like I did actually go to the pharmacy and buy 
the tablets for the dog. But they didn't say Kirsty Duggan on them. They said Tallulah Bell Duggan because that's her full title. But I started to take the dog's tablets. So yeah, so things got pretty, pretty bad pretty quick. Yeah, so when the tablets were all run out, I was like, right, I think this might be a bit of a problem. Um, and in the meantime, I was trying to work. Um, I was then a few weeks in trying to visit um, the rehab. More so, it started for me to like get answers. I feel like I had a lot of questions and a lot of what I found out after. There was a lot of lies I was told. And for his healing, like he had to complain about all of that. So... Yeah, I wanted the answers for myself, but also if he needed to tell me everything and tell me all them answers to heal, like I was quite willing to do that. So that went on for about three months and then he came out and I did try to keep the line, like keep it a friendship and blah, blah, blah. But um, we all know where this is going <laughs> and we're back together. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, like I did see a lot of change. He did work on himself a lot. Um... I had to set a lot of boundaries. I just was, yeah, I had to be careful. Obviously, I'm fucking addicted to tablets at this point. But yeah, I we got back together and he was like, oh, I'm living my life in a healthy way now and you are not. So um, yeah, I had to kind of make a change because even when he was like away, I even developed like a really bad relationship with the gym, which had helped me so much like, in the past or anxieties that's why I kept going I was like do you know what'll help it'll help but it doesn't help when you're not eating like I was literally starving myself I couldn't stomach food I was then addicted to tablets constantly tired constantly whacked like so then when you're going to the gym and nearly collapsing like that is not the healthy way so like that's why I'm so focused on like the wellness side of my business and like headspace and all of that. Um, so yeah, so that definitely became an unhealthy addiction in my life. So yeah, so eventually then in the May, I was like, do you know what? I need to come off everything. So that's bringing me up to like May 2020. And yeah, since then I am completely medication free. So that's actually really exciting. Uh, I never thought I'd get to that point. Obviously there was like bad days and like struggles around that, but it was honestly so worth it. Um, I continued my Reiki regularly and there was definitely like meltdowns in between all them times it wasn't rosy all the time but yeah so then um the idea of moving abroad and like moving to Dubai definitely resurfaced so I had kind of focused my mind on doing that in the March and really focused on it and then obviously COVID hit so that never happened so yeah I did in the August September kind of go through a rough time um I feel like birth control and all that's a whole other podcast but doesn't agree with me so tried a new method really really disagreed with me was on the verge of life again couldn't get out of bed like all of that happened so that that was tough but once I honestly sorted that I was fine and then I kind of made the decision that for me I kind of yeah still thinking of Dubai still thinking of all of that um obviously things were rosy but there was points like I just couldn't forgive everything that happened and you know what it was actually mostly the cheating the rest I could forgive well my my, my outlook on it was I kept saying and this is so crazy like I just kept saying I would rather if that had to happen for him to get better like if I had to be hit like I'm okay with it like if that had to be his turning point to to sort his life out like it had to happen and I, I just kept saying I'm happy it happened happened to me and not like someone else anyone else and I just kept saying no no no, it had to be me and my mom used to be like Christy do you actually hear yourself 
yeah, there was kind of things creeping up about like, oh, maybe I could drink alcohol now that I've sorted my issues and stuff. And my mindset was like, if you're willing to take that risk and I went through that experience that night for nothing, I was like, I can't stand by and, and take that risk. So yeah, around the November time we had an argument and honestly, I just booked a flight. It was all very sudden, but I feel like it had to be. Um, I feel like it definitely gave me the push to pursue like, Honestly, something I'd been talking about for honestly about two and a half years. It was a running joke in my friendship group uh, about me moving. Um, even my going away party, they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll see you back in a week or two. And I just wanted to prove them wrong, to be honest, the stubbornness in me. And uh, yeah, it was the best thing I did um, was remove myself from that environment. And I'll never forget, like, my friend, the best piece of advice I've ever been given is if you're not happy, like change your circumstances or change your environment. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 grand. And honestly, I moved and I changed. Now, I didn't become cured. I have my bad days. I feel like I always will. But I needed out. And yeah, part of me did run away. But since then, like, I have definitely worked through all them things. So I moved to Dubai and had to be selfish do you know there was like constant things in my life I was doing for other people and then eventually I just had to be selfish and remove things from my life that weren't healthy for me or were making me anxious and I just had to look after myself so yeah so I lived my life in Dubai I was working in salons um I definitely it was definitely such a stressful time Dubai is such a hard place to live mentally there's a lot of like comparing yourself with others like the Instagram life but it's all bullshit like I nearly enjoyed being there to see that like, okay, that person doesn't look like they do on Instagram and like, that's not real life. It actually kind of brings you to reality more, what I found personally. And I just kind of live my life outside the Instagram life as much as possible. Now it is easy to get caught up in it, but yeah, I tried as much as possible, tried to find my feet. It's definitely hard being away from family, but I know it's the healthiest thing for me. And even, yeah, like I went home last Christmas and I hadn't been home properly like properly for a year and I was honestly up the walls because I had run away from everything like so I was almost felt like I was going back to like face everything but yeah just had to be done and it kind of just reminded me that I'd made the right decision like moving out of there in the first place and then again I got a new job I was managing a salon amazing company amazing salon but there were so many times that like I wanted to go back and do personal training and study and all of that and I was like do you know what I'll do it next year I'd always put it off kind of happened by accident me coming to Bali I wanted to go back and study Dubai is too expensive I wouldn't go home for that long I was like so where can I go so I was supposed to be going to Bali for my holidays for two weeks and I just quit my job and moved here so I was supposed to be here three months and I am now here five months so it's actually insane but it's literally the best thing I ever did and I kept saying at the start like people come to Bali to find themselves and I kept being like to people yeah but how do you do that like how do you find yourself <laughs> it's so weird that's definitely like a topic I'm gonna cover with um, people I've met here but it's only probably I'd say the last two months that I've properly worked on myself um, and even it, it could be little things like spending time on my own, like sitting with my thoughts, being a little bit selfish. My mindset has never been so good. 
now I have days like I'm literally an emotional wreck like I cry at anything and I will just have a cry or something will trigger me but like I can handle it now I definitely have coping mechanisms and have the tools to do that so like it's been the best thing ever and I honestly don't know how I'm gonna leave (laughs) cue the tears um I'll probably be home by the time this actually is out um so I can't wait to properly dive into like the Bali life and all of that as well like on different episodes but I did really feel like I wanted to tell my story and go through my whole journey um before I did any of that because I feel like it's so hard on Instagram I'm getting a little bit better because I had things to tick off my list one of them was talking um, on Instagram again I used to do it so much like over lockdown for makeup tutorials and all but now I don't have the distraction of my makeup brushes so we'll get there and yeah I just feel like I wanted to put myself out there it's actually fucking terrifying (laughs) I am going to be turning off my phone when I release this but the most important thing about it is I wanted to come across as myself and I am proud of my little self (laughs) don't cry uh, yeah, it's it's weird. It's been like a journey, but I don't actually... It's obviously things that aren't ideal that they happened and like it was the most traumatic time, but I honestly don't think I would be where I am today. And I know everyone says that and it's so cliche, but looking back, like I wasn't the person I, I wanted to be. Like I wasn't nice. I was angry. Like I had a temper. Like there was definitely a nastiness in me. And honestly, I've gone full circle. So I definitely think people can change. And yeah, I just want to do better every day. And I really hope this helps anyone. But it's definitely helped me to even talk about it. Like I'd say the difference even between listening to episode one and listening now is outrageous. Like I've definitely more relaxed, but I can't wait to like have fun with it. Have my friends on and talk about exciting, funny subjects. And yeah, just have a laugh. And yeah, grow up, I suppose. Still growing up, still trying to get there. And Yeah, thank you so much.